Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Let us pray and ask the Lord to talk to us in his word here. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you love us and you want to feed us, Lord. You want to really help us to understand your ways and your will, Lord. And we ask your Holy Spirit to speak into our heart. We open our spiritual ears to hear and spiritual eyes to look at your truth, your light, Lord. We thank you, Father. We ask for the presence of God to be in this room. Lord Jesus, speak to your people, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I remember when I turned about five to six years old, one day I woke up. I loved to play around, play with my brothers and sister and play with dog and ball. And one day I woke up and my dad called me and put the the blue pant and the white shirt on me and give me a bag. And I said, what is going on here? Why I have to dress the blue pant and the white shirt this morning? And then he said, let's go to the car. What? This is 7 a.m. Why go to the car? And I said, I'm not going. I want to play. He dragged me. And I cried and cried and cried. I was so upset. And he said, we're going to go to school. No, I want to stay home and play. He pushed me in the car. I was so upset. And pushed him around and said, I'm not going to go to the car. I'm not going to go to school. He pushed me in. I sat in the car and cried and cried. He dropped me off at the school, the preschool. And one day he spoke to me. My dad said, son, if you invest your life right now in going to school, working hard, learning, you shall receive a lot of good things in life in the future. Because you study and you learn how to grow up to be a mature man. After he spoke to me at the dining table, I say, yes, I want to receive good things in my life. I want to be successful. I don't want to fail. I don't want to be a beggar on the street to beg people for money. I want to be the giver. Therefore, okay, I'm going to go to school and I'm going to study hard. I'm going to be number one in the class. I'm going to do the best I can after my dad told me. This same truth is true for your spiritual life. Let me read from the scripture from the book of Luke chapter 6, verse 21 in the Amplified Bible. Blessed, happy, with life, joy, and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation. Salvation covers everything, including healing, come out from addiction, come out from poverty, come out from accident. Salvation cover everything. Come out from divorce, come out from failure of life. Apart from your outward condition and to be envied, people look at you and say, wow, why he or she is so blessed? Are you who hunger and seek with eager desire now? For you shall be filled and completely satisfied. Everyone say, filled. Everyone says, satisfied. Blessed, happy with life, 
joy and satisfaction in God's favor and salvation apart from your outward condition and to be envied. Are you who weep, who repent? Weep means repent and say, I'm sorry, I did wrong. And sob now, for you shall laugh. If you repent now, you shall laugh later on. God will bless you. If you're hungry and thirsty for God, for the things of God, you shall be filled and satisfied. Luke chapter 6, verse 21 from NLT say, God blesses you who are hungry now. This scripture doesn't mean hungry for food, but hungry in the heart for the things of God. For you will be satisfied. God blesses you who weep now, who repent now, who say, sorry, God, I cry, I sin against you. For in due time, you will laugh. You will have victory and have a party. Psalm 107, verses 8 to 9, let them praise the Lord for his great love and for the wonderful things he has done for them. Let us praise the Lord. That's why we come to church every Sunday and we praise God and start to count all the blessings. Jesus died for me. He saved me from sin. I don't have to go to hell. My name is recorded in the book of life. I am blessed. God healed my sickness. God protected me that day. God gave me the job there. Oh, thank God, you wonderful things that you have done for me. For he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. How many people want to be filled with good things? I want to receive good things from God. What are the good things? Such as the anointing, the presence of the Holy Spirit, the power of God, that you have power to lay hand on the sick and the sick shall be healed. You have the power to command the devil to leave. You have the power to tell the wind to stop, to move the mountain. You have the wisdom from God, supernatural wisdom from God. You know what to do, what to say, not what to say, when, how, who. Some people are so intellectual, so much in. Intellect, uh, intellectual knowledge, but they are dumb. They say wrong thing at the wrong time, and they get into trouble. We need the wisdom from God. We need the favor from God. The favor of God will follow us, the good things. We want the grace of God. God is the one who gives us success, gives us the knowledge and understanding and insight that we can understand, think deeper than what we see with our own eyes. God wants to give us freedom and peace and joy and love and righteousness and holiness. God wants to give us the blessing that go down to the thousand generation. Thank God he's so generous. The blessing will not stop at only our generation, but will go down to the thousand generation. God wants to give us good health, healing, long life. We're going to die at a good old age, not too soon, in the accident or from cancer. We're going to live a long life. And God wants to give us divine connection, good breaks, and also protection, breakthroughs, victory. All these examples of good things. We can have it full and we can be satisfied. But what is the key? We need to be hungry and thirsty for the things of God, for the kingdom of God, for the good things of God. Amen? 
We need to be hungry. That's why I went to school and I studied hard to become a neurosurgeon. Because I know that if I am hungry to get the knowledge in the school, I am hungry to be successful. To know that I'm going to do well, I can feed my family. I don't have to live in debt and failure. I do my part to be hungry to pursue the the things of the future. Then I will be successful. The same thing with the spiritual life. We need to be hungry here. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 44, verse 3 to 4, there are many promises in the Bible about people who are hungry and thirsty. For I will pour water upon him who is thirsty. Water here means the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit brings every good thing from heaven into our life. He is the agent. He is the third part of God, the third part of the Trinity who bring good things to our life. And floods upon the dry ground, I will pour my spirit upon your offspring and my blessing upon your descendants. And they shall spring up among the grass like willows or poplars by the water courses. The Holy Spirit will be poured into you, fill you with wisdom. Victory, power, insight, understanding, good breaks. I thank God that God gave me wisdom how to deal with a group of patients many years ago. For 10 years, one day God showed me that some people with a disease called fibromyalgia can be treated surgically and they will be healed. Actually, in the medical school, even today, the doctors say fibromyalgia is not surgical condition. But for 10 years, I operated on a patient with fibromyalgia, and they got healed. But now, no one do that anymore in America because I'm retired. And no other neurosurgeon know about this. Sorry, I have to retire one day. I cannot go on forever. But praise God, he gave me the wisdom how to handle this kind of disease. And the patients are doing well, and God blessed me financially for years until I Retired. You see, God gives us wisdom and understanding. But the key is, how are we going to be hungry and thirsty for God? I want to give you three keys. Today, maybe one key only. First key, and I will continue next time. I'm not sure I'm going to finish the first key. What is the key? What are the keys that stir up our heart to be hungry and thirsty for God? That part is your job. God cannot really force you to be hungry for God. You need to stir up in your own heart. My job is to teach. My job is to inspire and to be example to you that if you're hungry for God, He's going to fill you with good things, satisfaction, and all the good things from heaven going to come into your heart. Look at Matthew 22, 35 to 40. Actually, the message is so simple. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him, Jesus, a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang 
all the law and the prophets. In other words, these two laws conclude the whole Bible. If you love God with all your heart, you follow the Bible. If you love your neighbor as yourself, you follow the Bible. You will not cheat anybody. You will not hurt anybody. You will do good to people because you love people. Love is the most important thing because God is love. So, in order to get hungry for God, we need to stir up the love on the inside of us. Because when we love God and we love people, our heart is going to be hungry for God. Amen? Love is the most important. Faith, hope, and love. And love is the most important thing. I want to talk about love the Lord first. How we can stir up our heart to love the Lord. We love the Lord with all our heart. Not every Christian loves God. Many people get saved. They can go to heaven, but they don't love God. They only say, God love me. That's it. But you want to love God, and when you love God, you're going to be hungry for God. Why the love of God stir you up to be hungry for Him? Romans chapter 5, verse 5, the Bible says, And hope does not disappoint us, because God has poured out His love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom He has given us. When we want to walk in love, to love God first, we're going to need the help of the Holy Spirit. I remember between 1981 to 1995, I started a church around 1988, but I really had bad marriage problem. Pastor Da was not happy at all. We talked about divorce so many times. And eventually I became a pastor. We would talk about divorce at home. <laughs> she was not happy. And my married life was terrible. Even though on Sunday I preached, but behind at home, I was not very happy. She was not happy. And it's not her fault, it's my fault. Because I was selfish. Because I was very self-centered. I did not care much about her. I was not sensitive to her. I make my wife feel miserable. And eventually, I come to the point and say to God, Lord, this is not working. We need some change here. And what I can do to change in order to save my marriage and save the church? Because if I get divorced, the church is going to collapse. I went to the altar one day, knelt down before God and said, God, I need the answer. I need your help to save my marriage. And Romans chapter 5, verse 5, start to work with me. What happened after I pray? Somebody hand me a book regarding the Holy Spirit. I read in the airplane while I was flying to Thailand about the Holy Spirit. After I read, finish that book, I say, God, I need more of Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit to help me. After that, he led me to revival meeting to be touched by the Holy Spirit, to be filled with the fire of God. The Holy Spirit burned the tongue out of me. He really get rid of my selfishness. Demon come out of me. Thousands of demons come out of me in 1997 in the revival meeting in Florida. God touched me. Holy Spirit came into me and touched me and started to change me to become a better husband, 
a loving husband, to be more sensitive to my wife and to my children. God, the Holy Spirit poured the love in me that I can love my wife more than normal. Not, not a normal love now. It's a supernatural love. So after these experiences, I begin to understand that, oh, I need the Holy Spirit. At that point, I'm hungry and thirsty for the touch of the Holy Spirit. I want Holy Spirit to touch me, to fill me with love, with faith, with wisdom and understanding. It's hard for the human being like us. We are selfish people. We are human. We have the nature of Adam in us, the sinful nature. We are all selfish. We want to live for ourselves before we get married. Yes, nice candle. Oh, go to the restaurant talking. I want to marry you. You're so beautiful. But after you get married for a while, uh, okay, clean up the kitchen, okay? I need to watch TV right now. I need to watch this show in the TV. Before marriage, you open the door and your wife go in and close the door. But after marriage, your wife opened the door for you. <laughs> she cannot run away from me now. This is human. We are human. I'm one of them, okay? I'm not blaming anybody. I'm one of them. I was selfish. I was so self-centered until the Holy Spirit touched me. And the Holy Spirit poured his love into me. And then I become a new man. A new, not a new, the same husband, but a new man. Yeah. Pastor Da, so happy. And now she opened to the fire of God, to the Holy Spirit. Because she knows that the Holy Spirit gives me more love. We need to be hungry for the Holy Spirit. More of the Holy Spirit. When we want to walk in love, we're going to be hungry for God's help. Is that right? right? Amen. Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 to 16. How many people love your daddy and mommy? You love your mommy and daddy? They raised you up. Oh, lately, Pastor Da and I had to watch the little one, the 16 months old little baby named Millie. And we would look at each other's eyes. Oh, I don't know how we went through these three kids. Oh, maybe I'm getting older, harder. Maybe when we were young, we were able to raise little kids. And now, and we have to run after them and hold them. Oh, my shoulder. Oh. <laughs> and we were thinking, wow, it's not easy to have little kids. At that time, we didn't think too much. But now we know that it's not easy to raise kids. But we know, last night I called my dad in Bangkok, Thailand. He is about 103 years old. I asked, Daddy, you remember me? Oh, yeah, I remember you. And we talked for about half an hour on the video call. I love my daddy. He raised me. He bought toys for me. He sent me to school. He gave me the car to drive. He taught me. He trained me. I love him because I love my daddy. I don't want him to lose any reputation. If you notice, I never say anything bad about my dad at all. Even though he is not perfect, I always lift him up and honor him. In the same way, when we really make a decision to love God, what are we going to do? Matthew 5, 13 to 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled by men. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. 
neither do people light a lamp or put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good deeds and praise your Father in heaven. I never forget the first Monday after I got saved on Friday in Bangkok, Thailand. I went into in an operating room, eating lunch, and I was talking to myself. I used to be a Buddhist. I used to be against Christianity and put the fist up against the church in Bangkok. And I used to believe I came from monkey. How in the world now? I accepted Jesus. Now I'm a Christian. Opposite way. I used to really hate Christian and American missionaries. But now I want to follow Jesus. How in the world I changed my mind? I don't come from monkey anymore. God created me. I was pondering and talking to myself. I was very confused as a neurosurgeon. And then the Lord, that's okay, the Lord Show me the cross. And the Lord Jesus Christ was nailed to the cross. And he cried. And he suffered on the cross to pay for my sin. He showed me. And when I saw that in my spirit, I stopped questioning God. I stopped questioning myself. I know now God loved me so much. Who in the world going to die for you? No one. No one going to die for you. Jesus died for you and me. That's why I want to love him. He sacrificed his life to save me from sin, from bondage, from sickness, from poverty, from failure, and from hell, from the eternal lake of fire. Therefore, I want to love him back. After that Vision, I decided to follow God wholeheartedly. I love God. And when I know I love God, He is my spiritual father. My earthly father is Mr. Laoha Prasit in Bangkok. But now I have the father who created me, who sent his son to die for me. I say to God, Lord, I will not make you lose any reputation. I will do everything to make people glorify you because I love you. Amen. After that, I became a new man. I was so nice to my patient, to my workers around, to my co-workers around because I want people to see the love of God and the goodness of God in my life. And in order to reach to that point to be the salt and the light of the world, what I need to do I need to know the Bible. I need to study the Bible. I need to know the will of God. I need the power of God to help me. I need His grace to help me. Then what happened? This love, this desire to glorify God start to stir up my hunger. I don't want to miss church anymore. I don't want to miss the Bible study. I want to read the Bible. I want to understand how I can walk with God to be the salt and the light of the world. Because I love him so much. I want 
His name to be glorified through me. I don't want people to put a thumb down on my God. I don't want people to say, "Oh, Christianity, oh, it's a mess." Look at the church. Oh, I don't want to get involved with this God named Jesus Christ. So I need to be hungry and change and be transformed so that my life can be a witness on this planet Earth to the Buddhist people around me in Bangkok. When I moved to America in 1985, I worked at Harborview Hospital as a resident. In the same way, oh, people cannot say that Christians are not good. I behave like a good Christian to the point that after the second year, I got the plague called the honorable reward for the best doctor, the most kind, and um, what you call in English the uh, the good etiquette, good ethics doctor. I'm the first neurosurgeon who get that plague in Harborview Hospital. You know why? Because not because I'm that good, but because I want to glorify God everywhere I go. I give. I bless people. I let people do things. I work hard. I show love to people around me. When the nurse get upset to me, I smile and say, "Oh, don't worry. We take care of this." So I want to be the salt and the light of the world because I love God and I, I want to learn more how I become a better Christian because love inspired you to be the salt and the light of the world. And when because we love God, we pursue the things of God more than pursuing the things of the world. First John chapter two verse fifteen say, "Do not love the world or anything in the world." If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. When you love God, you are not seeking money, you're not seeking reputation, you're not seeking the things of the world. But God can still bless you anyway, with good finances, with blessing and success anyway. Don't worry, our God is a God of the blessing, amen. But you are not pursuing those things. You are pursuing the things of God. You want to have more anointing. You want to have more wisdom to help people. You're pursuing the things of God because you love God. God come first in your life. I can say all these things, but it's up to you. I don't know how much you love God. I pray that you love God so much. Think about this: Jesus died for you. Do you love God? After my daughter got a baby. She say, "Oh, I love you more, mom. Right now, I understand how tough to be a mom. Wow, very tough to be a mom. Now I love you more, my brothers and sisters. If you understand what Jesus had to go through at the cross, at the whipping post, at the whipping post, painful. He was spit on." He was ridiculed, laughed at. He was nailed to the cross. He suffered. Will you love God? Will you love Him? Yes. Or you say I don't care. I care. Because God loved me first. I want to love Him back. And He's so good to me. He's so gracious to me. Because I loved him so much, 
I want to be a good witness so that people will glorify him. I remember when I first moved to America, 1985. I was standing in the X-ray department, looking at the X. At that time, we don't have much computer. We look at the X-ray films, and suddenly, a few surgeon was standing close to me and start to talk about the corruption in the church. About some preacher went to jail in that generation. When I heard that, my heart was oh. I was so hurt that these non-Christian doctors ridiculed the church in front of me, and they talked bad about pastor and preachers in 1985. Something happened in America. I don't know the detail, but a few pastor got caught about something and very bad. All these doctors really looked down on the church, and I was thinking in my heart, no way with me. The world will know that Jesus is good; Amen. He is righteous and holy, Amen. because I love Him. Amen. I don't want anyone to talk against Him. When they talk against Him, they talk against me too, because I'm His child. Yes. We want to become more like Jesus, to shine the light of God to the whole world. Romans chapter eight verse twenty-nine: For those God. For new, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers, in order to be a good witness, to be the salt and the light of the world. The most important thing is we need to grow up, grow up, develop our life to become more like Jesus Christ. Jesus is a perfect man, kindness, compassion. Wisdom, anointing, power—he's the perfect man. Because we love God and we want to glorify Him, we set a goal: I'm gonna become more like Jesus Christ. And in order to become more like Jesus Christ, what do you need? You need to have more Bible knowledge. You need to have more Holy Spirit. You need to have more power. I want to be like Jesus. That. I say to God, one day, every person who come to this church can get healed. Everybody, like Jesus, everyone who came to Jesus, they all got healed. Demon come out of them. I want to stop the wind and the storm, like Jesus Christ. In order to be able to do that, I need to be hungry to get the good things from heaven. More wisdom, more anointing, more understanding, more power. Amen. More compassion. More love, more wisdom. I'm hungry. I want to be like Jesus. Give me more. It's not enough. Jesus has the spirit or the anointing without measure, uncountable. You cannot even count how many dollars of the anointing he has. I want more. It's not enough. I want to be like Jesus Christ. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter three verse eighteen talk about the same thing. And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory. We all reflect the glory, the perfect attribute of God. The word glory in the Bible have two meanings. Number one, the thick, tangible presence of God. God show up like the cloud of glory, the pillar of cloud, the pillar of fire, uh, the. Burning bush. The the Lord show up at the burning bush that they they can see the fire at the burning bush and on the mountain with Moses the glory. But the word glory also mean the perfect 
attributes of God. The Bible says we will reflect the Lord's glory of being transformed into his likeness and every increasing glory. Everyone say increasing. How many people want to say ever increasing bank account? <laughs> Everyone like this, yeah. Ever increasing bank account. How many people say ever decreasing bank account? Decreasing. You shake your head. Everyone say ever increasing. Glory. Glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. When we love God and we want to glorify His name. Definitely, we want to have more glory. We want to keep growing, increasing. And how you gonna increase if you're not hungry? Is that right? How you gonna increase your bank account if you don't work and sit at home watching TV all day long? You cannot. You have to go out and work to save money to get some paycheck and put in the bank account. In the same way, how you gonna have increasing glory if you sit at home on Sunday and watch TV? And don't come to church, and don't get lay hand on, and you don't read the Bible, and don't you don't try to study and receive more wisdom from God. You need to do something to get more increasing. It will not happen just by accident. You need to do your part by going to church, reading the Bible, get to the prayer line, serving God, growing, doing something, worship. You need to get. Into that condition to get more of God in you, is that right? Because you're hungry. When you love God, you want to become more like Him. You're hungry for the presence of God, hungry for the Word of God to change you. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse sixteen. The Bible talk about this a lot, actually. Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away. Outwardly, we are losing our hairs, and we getting older, and we. Have some wrinkles. We are wasting away, but yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Amen. When we want to be like Christ, we want to show love to God. We want inside to be renewed. How can you be renewed if you sit at home every Sunday and do nothing and just watch the TV? You need to be in the presence of God. You need to show up in the meeting, worship God, and let God come and fill you, fill your vessel, and let Him renew on the inside of you, inside stronger, more faith, more love, more wisdom, more power, more understanding, more victory, healing, deliverance, freedom. You can get set free from addiction. Because you show up in the church, sometimes people say, "God, I want God to heal me," but they don't do their part at all. You notice in the Bible when people want to get healed from Jesus, they went to Jesus and touched Jesus and asked Jesus to lay hand on them. They just don't just sit at home and oh God, come here, okay? I'm sitting. Um, I don't want to get out from my pajamas. You cannot do that. You're not hungry. If you want God to do something to pour healing, pour something, you need to show hunger. God say, "Those who hunger, I will satisfy them and fill them." How you show hunger? You do something. Amen. You fly to. This is what the reason I tell you. I sometimes I <laughs> I complain to God, <laughs> but good complaining. 
I say, I don't know, God, why the anointing on my body is not as strong in New Hope on Sunday as when I go to mission trip. Oh, I tell you, when I am on a mission trip in Thailand, Europe, anywhere, like next week in Orange County, I tell you, when I step on the stage, the presence of God on me so strong. I feel like the blanket on me so strong, stronger than here maybe 100 times. That's why some people like to go to mission trip with me. I'm a different man. And God said to me, because here in New Hope is a routine. People come here with routine attitude. Oh, I need to show up on Sunday. But in the mission trip, people spend money, fly there. Some people have to drive six hours. Some people have to fly, spend thousands of dollars on hotel. They get there in order to receive the anointing and the teaching and the laying on of hands. Because they're so hungry. Draw the anointing on the pastor. Draw the presence of God into that room so strong. We need to stop the attitude of being routine in the church. Every Sunday morning, we wake up, brush our teeth. I'm going to go to church. Uh, uh, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm going to be there. I want to meet God. This is not a routine. Is that right? <laughs> I need to remind myself about this when I see Pastor Da too. This is not a routine to meet my wife. No, I'm excited to meet her. Your, your body language will show when you meet your wife and, ah, oh, honey, so good to live with you. Oh, not like, oh, honey, I'm hungry right now. Where is dinner? You become routine. You get used to it. We need to stir our heart up not to be routine, but to be excited, to be expecting. Amen? God loves to pour the good things on the hungry. Not religious people, not routine people. We need to stir our hunger up every week. Sometimes we have been a Christian for a long time and we get used to going to church. We need to repent. Amen? Amen? You want God to renew on the inside of you. How many people want more wisdom inside? More faith? More love? More power? More grace? More favor? More strength? More health? You want it? You need to be hungry. Amen? Second Corinthians. Chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone and the new has come. Every week, we should be a new person with more wisdom, more knowledge of God, more faith, more love, more understanding of the things of God. We are new creation. Every week, God is changing us. That's how I live. Every week, I change. I have more understanding of God. Like these past few days, I study about the childlike faith. I study very hard, and I get all the scripture. Last night, I find all the scripture about deception in the end time. I pour everything in. I read and understand about deception. I try to, because I'm hungry. I want to learn. I want to read the Bible. I want to understand the things of God. And 
I become a new person, my faith grows. I know God more. When I pray, I get more answer than before because my faith is growing. My love is growing. My compassion on people is growing. I'm hungry to receive the good things from heaven. Colossians chapter 3 verse 10. And have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Let me ask this question. You are not 16 months old, baby. Who put your clothes on this morning? Who? Who put the clothes on? Not your mom, okay? Not your husband. Not your wife. You are not a kid anymore. Yes, this morning, Pastor Da put the clothes on Millie. She's only 16 months old. She cannot dress herself. The Bible says, put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of the Creator. You put on. You say, God, put on. Make me new today. Make me new this year. I'm hungry. Come on, come on. More. The clothes of faith. Come on, the garments of joy. This year have more joy than last year. Come on, more garments of righteousness. I want to have more garments, not from the Bellevue Mall, but from heaven. <laughs> my family asked me, what kind of Christmas gift you want? My daughter asked me, Pastor Da asked me, I asked Pastor Da too, what kind of Christmas gift you, have, you want? Pastor Da said, nothing, I don't need anything. I said, I don't need anything. Kids don't have to spend money for me. I want more of God from heaven. That is more important to me. I want more faith from God. I want more power. I want more wisdom. I want that kind of garment, not from the shop in Bellevue Mall, but from heaven. Amen? Amen. Galatians chapter 5, 22 to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. When you are hungry, you want God to fill you more with the fruit of the Holy Spirit. You want to become more like Jesus Christ. Every day you pray. Every week you pray, God, give me more love. I'm hungry for more love. Give me more joy. I hope that near 2022, I will see more joy in your face. Amen? Amen? The joy of the Lord increase in your heart. No matter what happened, you still love, you still have joy. Peace, you have more peace. More, more patience, more kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You're more self-controlled. You, the things of God fill you up more. You become more and more like Christ. But in order to receive, you need to drink. You need to be hungry. God, give me. You need to ask. Ask and it will be given. Seek, you shall find. And knock, the door will be open. I don't know about you. I ask God all the time. God, give me more love. God, I'm hungry for faith. God, give me more power. That one day, even my shadow fall on somebody, they're going to be healed. Lord, this new Hope International Church is going to be having the reputation of people come here and get healed and miracles shall happen in their life. Yes, Lord, give this church more grace. Lord, I'm hungry. I'm thirsty for the good things in my family. Therefore, provide for my kids. Good 
spouse. Lord, I pray, God, I want more good things in this church. That all the single in this church gonna find a good, godly spouse, and they're gonna have very happy marriage, and the blessing will go down to their children and their grandchildren. You hungry? You want more? You pray more? You ask more? Is that right? But if you're not hungry, you don't ask. You never talk to God. When you're hungry for the things of God, you want to become more like Him. You love Him. You ask more. First John three six. No one who lives in Him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen Him or known Him. When you're hungry for God and you want the blessing from God, you're gonna stop sinning. You're gonna repent quickly. My brother and sister, I want to encourage you something. When something wrong happened in your life, please don't blame God. Don't blame the church. Don't blame your pastor. Don't blame anybody. The first thing you need to do, when I was at the verge of divorce many years ago, instead of blaming my church, blaming God, I knelt down and prayed, God, what is wrong here in my life that I need to change? Lord, I need to help in my marriage. I need to examine myself. God, I cannot change my wife, but you can change me. Only God can change me. I cannot change somebody else. You need to repent of your own sin. Then you open the door for the blessings. Sin brings curses. Obedience to God brings the blessings. When you're really hungry, you're going to stop doing something that hinders the blessing from God, hinder the grace and the favor from God. You're going to repent every single day. You want to become more like Jesus Christ. 1 John 3, 9. No one who is born of God will continue to sin because God's seed remains in him. He cannot go on sinning because he has been born of God. If you're truly born again, Christian, you will stop sinning. You repent every single day. Why I don't want to sin? Because I'm hungry for the blessing. I want my children to be blessed. Physical blessing, financial blessing, work blessing, family blessing. So I repent every day. I'm a daddy and a husband like that. I'm repent. I don't want any curse to come down into my life and into my wife and my children and my grandchildren. I'm going to stop sinning. I'm hungry to grow, to learn more. First Peter chapter 4, verse 2. As a result, he does not live the rest of his earthly life for evil human desires, but rather for the will of God. If you are hungry for God, you decide to live for the will of God. How can you live for the will of God without more grace? How can I really serve God if I don't have the anointing? If I don't have the wisdom from God, I cannot do it. So in order to live for the will of God, I'm hungry to receive more power, more wisdom, more understanding and knowledge so that I can live for the will of God. All this scripture stir you up. Yes, I love God so much. I'm going to live for the will of God. I don't live for myself because I love Him. And when your heart desires to please God, to live for God, what you say? God, give me the good things from heaven so that I can fulfill your will. I cannot do it by myself. I need your help. Give me more. 
Give me more anointing. Give me more power. Give me more wisdom. Give me more grace. More favor. More open door. More divine connection. Amen. Because you want to live for the will of God, He's gonna fill you. Like I pray that oh, one day I hope I can bless French-speaking people. I pray. Oh wow, they need the gospel. I want to bless Vietnamese people, but I cannot speak Vietnamese. God, do something to help. And suddenly, Trina show up with TD. Suddenly, Barnaby show up. He feel my life with divine connection because I want to fulfill the great commission, the will of God. You're hungry and you pray. You present your request to the Lord. Romans chapter 14, verses 6 to 9. I encourage you with the word of God here. He who regards one day so special does so to the Lord. Each day is special to us, okay? Do you thank God this morning you wake up and you're still alive? Are you thankful that you have another day? He who eats meat eats to the Lord, for he gives thanks to God. And he who abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us live to himself alone, and none of us die to himself alone. If we live, everyone say, if I live. We live to the Lord. I live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. For the very reason Christ died and returned to life, so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. What the Bible say here from the practical point of view? When I first moved to America, I tried to apply for the job as a resident in the university to be a neurosurgeon. All of my letter, all of my application form thrown into the garbage can because I'm a foreign doctor. But one day I knelt down and said, God, I give my life to you. Please use me. If I live in Seattle, I get a job in Seattle. I'm going to live for you. My neurosurgery job is for you. I'm going to make money to give to the church and to do the mission. My job as a neurosurgeon is not for me. It's for you. I live for you. This is serious. I knelt down in Green Lake, Washington, in Seattle, and pray to God. I live for you. And serious prayer. Right after I pray, I went to University of Washington, and the professor and chairman looked at me. Uh, by the way, one man just left. You can join us. You got a job. What? And I talked to his secretary. You remember my name? I sent the application here. Oh, I remember because you're from Thailand. I remember you have a long last name. I want to let you know that your application form was thrown into the garbage can when it came here. There's no way I can get into this one of the top ten neurosurgery training in America without God. But once, once I say, God, I'm going to be a neurosurgeon for you. I'm going to serve you. I live is to live to God. If I die, 
I die to God. Once I pray that, I am hungry for the kingdom of God to please you. God pour the blessing. Good job come in, good salary, favor. My boss loved me so much. Favor and grace, divine connection come in. Then I get a job at Bellevue here in Kirkland. Wow, <laughs> the best place to be a neurosurgeon. All these things, the open door happened. Why? Because I want to live for God. I want to seek for the kingdom of God first. Then He provides for me. Second Corinthians chapter five, nine, fourteen, and fifteen. Are you okay? Yeah. Let me finish this one, and then we continue next time. So we make it our goal to please Him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. For Christ's love compels us. Because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died, and he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. Philippians chapter one verse twenty-one, last scripture. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. When you love God so much, you want to live your life for God. You offer your life as a living sacrifice. Your body. You offer your home. I pray to God. God, give me a home that I can do care groups. People can come to me easily. We can have meeting at my house. We can evangelize. We can have party there. We want to use our home to be the evangelistic place. People can drive to my home easily. Please, Lord, I dedicate my car, my home to you. I'm gonna live for you. My life gonna preach the gospel. Bam, bam, bam. God opened the door, get the right house, pay off in three and a half years. When I bought that house, I say this house belong to you. Boom! Special money come in every month, fourteen thousand dollars a month. Every month I pay, 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 pay off in three and a half years. Why God bless me, fill me with prosperity? Because this is a principle: is to live for Christ, and to die is to gain. I love God so much. I want to live my life for Him. I want to live my life for the kingdom of God. Everything in my life, my house, my car, my money, everything for the kingdom. Amen. I want to become more like Jesus Christ. I want to be the salt and the light of the world. I want to be renewed every day. I want to grow up so that I can help more people in the name of Jesus Christ. So that I can bless the nations for You. So that I can bless people who speak French, who speak Mandarin, who speak Vietnamese, who speak Cambodian. I want to be used by you, Lord. I'm hungry for more. Give me more blessings so I can bless the nations. So that I can be the uh, help for people. Give me more. I can give more. Give me more. I can give more. Is this a principle? Hungry. Amen? Amen. Father, we thank you so much for reminding us that you want to fill the hunger. The people who hunger for you, Lord, and thirst for your kingdom, Lord. Lord, today we learn that we need to love you, and we want to please you, live for you, Lord. You love us first by dying for us, Lord. Therefore, we want to live our life for you, Lord. All these principles that we learn from the scriptures help us to love you, to live for you, to ask you for more, more power. More faith, more love, 
more finances, more wisdom, more strength, more breakthroughs, more victory, more good health, divine connection, breakthroughs, blessings, and victory, Lord. Lord, help us to be hungry all the days of our life, Lord. We will not treat your kingdom and your things like something we get used to. We will not take it for granted, Lord. We're going to be hungry all the days of our life, Lord. We thank you, Father. Those who don't know Jesus in this room, I would like to ask you to give your life to Jesus Christ. Believe me, if Jesus is not good, I would not be standing up here. I was trained to be a neurosurgeon, not a pastor. But because God is so real to me, He heals me. He protects me, performs miracles. He died for me. I want to ask you to give your life to Jesus. Jesus said that the devil comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. The devil comes to kill your life, your health, your finances, your marriage, your kids. Destroy you. But Jesus comes to give you life and give it more abundantly. Follow Jesus. Fill your life with His good things. Pray with me. Give your life to Jesus. Father in heaven, I give my life to you, Lord. Lord Jesus, you are the Son of the living God. You were raised from the dead on the third day. Lord Jesus, come into my life right now. I have faith in you. I repent of my sin. I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. If you receive Jesus today, I want to give you congratulations. Let us sing this song. I love this song because it stirs my heart. The song called. But I'm hungry. But I'm hungry. For the mighty move of God. God. Lord, I'm thirsty. Pour out your Holy Ghost. Lord, I want to see the hand of God move mightily inside of me. I'm hungry for the move of God. Sing one more time. Lord, I'm hungry. Lord, I'm hungry for the mighty move of God. Lord, I'm thirsty. One more time. I'm hungry. Lord, I'm hungry for the mighty move of God. Lord, I'm thirsty. Pour out your Holy Ghost. Lord, I 
Tell her, tell her, tell her.